Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, a lottery bill comes alive. Also, the V-Team takes a look at the so-called anti-riot bill, Bull Connors. And Mo Brooks is set to announce his bid for the U.S. Senate. Well, all the jokes can't be good. You've got to expect that once in a while. It's not funny, folks. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. Hi, guys. Hi, y'all. Well, we got some really exciting news. Uh, the voice of Alabama politics will be returning to the Huntsville area. We will be on Sundays at 9.30 on Fox News in Huntsville, WZDX. So if you're in the Huntsville market, let your friends know. And if you know people up there, let them know that the V is returning to Huntsville Sunday, next Sunday at 9.30, following uh, Fox Sunday with Chris Wallace. And that'll be on Easter Sunday. That'll be Easter Sunday. We I think we're gonna have a very special guest as well, but we'll see. Ooh, nice, the Easter Bunny? Right. Is it gonna be the Easter Bunny? <laughs> be the Easter Bunny, yeah, baby, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, cause I, I, I'm still trying to figure out why we have Easter Bunnies, but yeah. I don't know. That's in the Bible. Anyway, all right, speaking of wild and woolly things happening, uh, we believe that uh, tomorrow, Monday, uh, Representative Mo Brooks will throw in his hat in the ring to become the next U.S. Senator from Alabama, replacing legendary Senator Richard Shelby. Josh, your thoughts? Uh, so he's going to toss his MAGA hat into the uh, into the arena, and, uh, and he is talking. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's you know you know my thoughts. It's uh, it's a guy asking for promotion who's done nothing in his current job. Uh, I mean, really, it's like it, it would be like promoting the lazy guy you work with uh, that does nothing but talk and, and try to rile people up all day long. Uh, it would be like promoting him to a better job. Uh, and we've all seen it before. But, but Brooks has done nothing in this job except serve himself. And that's exactly what he's trying to do again here is serve himself. He's not <coughs> going to serve anybody. He's not going to help the state. He's going to be a drain on the local area, just like he has been for the last 10 years in the current position. Susan? Yeah, well, you know. Uh, a Trump aide Stephen Miller is going to be here, there, I think, to help announce him. I wonder right. if they're going to have the Proud Boys in the background and the children in cages along the front of the stage. <laughs> Ooh, uh, that's hard. That would be that would be the optics that they deserve because those, those <laughs> are the optics that they've created. Uh, you know, and listen, yes. it's, it's going to be a white nationalist uh, platform that he runs on, and that's that's who Mo Brooks is, and that's that's what he's going to do. I mean, Stephen Miller, the architect of Trump's. Uh, immigration policy that locked children mm -hmm. in cages. Yeah. This has been the same policy that Mo Brooks has espounded all along. The thing to me is, and I've been talking to Republicans that I respect and, and asked them, why would the Alabama Republican Party elect someone like Mo Brooks? Because he has no history of getting anything done. 
He's not like a Richard Shelby who actually has done so much for the state. Yeah. Why would you vote for someone like that? And they said to me, and this is really key, that what the Republican base in Alabama wants is an evangelist for Republican ideas. <coughs> they, want, they want a fire-breathing evangelist uh, to go up and promote their ideas and send the other party to hell on a regular basis, and they don't care as long as they're on Fox News and QAnon News promoting their agenda. They don't care if they get anything else accomplished. That's what they want. Now, no disrespect to evangelists. I'm just saying that's the kind of personality, an Elmer Gantry. That's what they're looking for, Josh. Yeah, I, I just I wonder when this is eventually going to play out for for the Republican Party. When this is eventually going to cost them uh, more so than help them. Uh, you know, it hadn't happened yet, uh, and, and so obviously they, they've they've had a pretty good game plan. But at some point, you would think that the voting public would take a look at what's gone on here. Uh, and say, you know, why the hell do I care if this guy is on Fox News every day and is screaming into a microphone if he's not getting anything done for me? Uh, you know, you look at the, the history, let's say, of Doug Jones, for example, who was in the Senate for a very, very short period of time and got somewhere around 30 bipartisan bills that he sponsored or co-sponsored, passed, and signed, mm-hmm. by, passed out of a Senate that, he did, that his party didn't control and signed by a president from the opposing party. Mo Brooks, in 10 years... In 10 years, with his party in control of the House and with a Republican president, has gotten nothing done but rename a damn post office in his district. That's all he's done. So why do you want that? There is one thing he has accomplished during that time. He's managed to vote against every bill that did anything good for Huntsville, NASA, the space program. He's voted against all that. Anybody who's been to Huntsville in the last couple of years understands how important that work is to Huntsville and to the state. Well, I just feel like uh, we're heading for a very massive train wreck if Mo Brooks is elected the U.S. Senator. Uh, He's in his 60s. Tommy Tuberville's in his 60s. Uh, These guys, it takes you at least two terms for anybody to know you're there. That's 12 years. In 12 years, both those men will be close to 80 years old. They'll be close to 80 years old. Richard Shelby is retiring at 85, and they're no Richard Shelby. No, no. It, it, listen, that, you know, I, I disagree with, with most of Richard Shelby's uh, policies, and, and I mean, that's no secret, but I can respect the job that he's done and, and the way that he's presented himself. You know, there, And there are many people like that in the Republican Party in this state. Uh, they're getting to be fewer and fewer of them, um, and, but these are not those guys, and they're, they're not going to get you what Richard Shelby got you, all right? They're not. And so you need to find somebody that's going to go in there and do the work for this state so you can be a respected state. You can have a a person at the table in the room that that manages decisions and gets the needs of your state met. Believe me, Mitch McConnell does not want Mo Brooks. I mean, that may help Mo Brooks get elected, but Mitch McConnell and the, the, what I call the thinking caucus, of the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, they don't want it. Now, any Republican you send from Alabama to the U.S. Senate is going to vote as a Republican from Alabama. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter who you send, they're going to vote the same way. It's just, can you get anything done for the state? We got uh, one other candidate who has declared, that's Lindy Blanchard, Linda, uh, Lindy, Lindy Blanchard. She's a former 
uh, Trump ambassador to Slovenia. Right. She's putting five million dollars into of her own money, Susan, into her campaign. But basically, nobody knows who she is. Right. She really hasn't been around any of the Republican functions. Uh, she's just kind of a dark horse that's out there that. Nobody really knows much about it, except for she's got a whole lot of money. Well, Jeff Coleman has proved that you can't buy an election in Alabama. That's so true. We'll, we'll see how that works out. And we hear John Merrill's jumping in, and maybe uh, former senator, uh, state senator Phil Williams. But we'll talk about <coughs> Philly a little later. All right. Who? You're, wa <laughs> You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with No Niedermeyer. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, Susan, this week we saw uh, a, a lottery bill mm -hmm. come back. So that breathes some light back into getting this gambling issue settled once and for all. Mm -hmm. Senator Jim McClendon, our good friend, has put forward a bill that's a lottery only. And that, that seems to be as simple as it can be. Right, they were moving forward with the enabling legislation that went with the previous lottery bill or gaming bill, I should say. But now they've broken this one back down, just a simple lottery, Powerball, et cetera. Um, but I think it may go through quite a few changes between now and the end of its, where it ends up. Josh, what are you hearing out there? Yeah, I, listen, I, I think a, a simple lottery bill has as much chance as it had in the last session, which is to say it's dead. Um, you know, I, I just, you can't, you can't get the, the major players involved in, in this thing on the same page because there are too many fears about one getting an advantage over the other uh, when you do this. Because once you pass a simple lottery, then it comes down to, well, does that simple lottery then allow video lottery terminals at uh, tribal casinos for the porch creeks? Uh, can they then do that? If that if so, that gives them a big leg up on the on the guys that are playing electronic bingo currently, and and so it just gets to be in a whole back and forth. And I don't think you can get enough representative and legislators on uh, uh, you know on either side of that thing to to vote for it. But 
I, I do think that what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to use some of this uh, momentum here for a gambling bill to bring back the grand deal that they had before that was Marsh's uh, bill, and he talked about that in the committee. Um, and so I think that we're going to move back towards that because technically uh, they had the votes to pass that. Uh, right. You know, they had the, there were two Democrats who were absent who were going to vote for that. If they had waited on those, that you know, a couple of guys lied to him, and 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 he felt like he had the votes without them being there. Uh, but they they have two that were going to be there, and, and they can get them back and get the votes and, and pass it. And so I think that that's where they're going to lean. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it happens. It's a, a lot of many a slip between the cup and the lip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the interesting thing to me, it did pass out of uh, the committee mm-hmm. uh, uh, on a unanimous vote, 10, 10 votes. So you're only 11 votes away from passing in the Senate. But I think there are going to be amendments put on it so that it can get closer to what can be agreed upon. Now, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious as to what Governor Ivey's role will be in this, if there's any. I think she could come out and, and, and or at least somewhere help grease the wheels on how this thing goes. She said she wants the people to vote. I think the people need to vote on a bill that settles this issue once and for all. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it, there's not that much money for the state in a lottery. Right. There's a lot more money when it comes to the other aspects of gaming that are already in the state now. Yeah. Well, well I mean, we it, have- I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll say that there, there's a there's a fair chunk of money from from a lottery if you do it the right way. Now, but right. uh, you know it, your 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 growth there, the the biggest growth right now in gaming is in sports wagering, uh, right. and that that's where you can make a, a good deal of money. And I think that's where the future is. And you see the sport, the different sports leagues heading that way. Uh, you know, the NFL and a lot of people where they never discussed gambling before on their broadcast. Now they all right. pretty much discuss gambling. And so I think we're heading in that direction. And if we can, if you can legalize that and pull it out of the shadows in this state and get some revenue from it, that's a lot of money and a lot of money moving forward out of this thing. And, you know, I, I think you're, everybody has kind of missed the, one of the bigger pictures on this, and that's jobs. Yeah, Josh, you did a report on that this week, and I wanted you to get to that. Uh, you're, the estimation coming out is 12,000 mm-hmm. new jobs in Alabama, good-paying jobs, and the state doesn't have to give away a billion dollars to get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've given away close to a billion dollars to a couple of different corporations here, and 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 for good reason, I would say. And uh, Toyota, Mazda, and Austin, some of these other places that have that have uh, come up. I mean, one of those not so much, but the other one is 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 turning out good good paying jobs and going to transform a, an entire yeah. community. And I think that's kind of the same way you could look at, uh, say, the the Porch Creek facility that's going in up in Northeast Alabama. Uh, you know, you're talking about 2,500 jobs, permanent, good-paying jobs coming to an area that it, it doesn't typically do that well in the jobs market. Uh, you more jobs coming in into Macon County from Victory Land, more jobs coming into Green County from Green Track, more jobs coming into Jefferson County uh, from from the Birmingham Racecourse, more more jobs coming into Mobile. Total permanent, uh, I think on the low end is around 12,000, and it could be as many as 15 to 17,000 jobs that you're going to create out of these uh, facilities that are going to pop up here, not to mention the construction jobs, because they're going to build a new hotel in Birmingham and an entire arena and entertainment venue. They're going to do the same thing uh, at, at Victory Land with the entertainment venue. already have a big hotel that's going to reopen uh, there, and they're going to do, uh, the Porch Creeks have a huge facility plan for that northeast uh, there. They're going to make yeah. it a destination site with all sorts of stuff 
for, for the family and kids. You're talking about completely changing the landscape of a lot of these areas with jobs and stuff. And I, I don't understand why nobody ever brings that up. And we, we don't talk yeah. about it. And we and instead, we're, we're kind of ashamed of gaming. They have gaming everywhere. We have gambling yeah. all over this country, and we have it in this state currently. So why are we doing this? I don't understand why, why we move away from this and are so ashamed of this industry. Well, now, you know, and you've also got the tax revenues from all of these jobs coming in, floating back into the you know communities there, the local mm-hmm. and then the state, back into education in those areas. And it's just, a, a, it's a no-brainer. It, it's, we already have gambling. We already have it. We just don't make any money off of it. Really? But these are good-paying jobs. These are not minimum wage jobs. No, no. no. I mean, these they're are good-paying good jobs. jobs. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're good jobs. And, and instead of instead of us giving them a billion dollars, they're going to give us a billion dollars in tax revenue <laughs> every year. I mean, it's, you know, it just doesn't – I don't know what else to do here. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to get this through to people that you're being robbed daily by, by the lawmakers here that are standing in the way of this that would pass yeah. about 70% if you put it on the ballot. Yeah. Well, I think that these guys, you know – they do so many unscrupulous things. And now they have a chance to do something good mm-hmm. and allow the people to vote. Listen, I'm not for gaming, but we have gaming. Let's let's tax it, legalize it, tax it, mm-hmm. get the revenue out of it, regulate the heck out of it. Do something good with your vote. Let mm-hmm. the people vote. It's, it's you, their money. Just sta- yeah, it's it their is. money. It's it an is. entertainment it's an entertainment aspect of life. I do it all the time. You know, been, it's fine. And they've been begging to vote on it forever. Yeah. Just yes. let the people vote. And if the people don't like the package, don't vote it down. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. That's how okay. it works. It's life. Yeah. It's politics. Let it work. Let folks, let folks vote. All right. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back with more news and opinions. If you've been working, you've already proven yourself in ways you may not even notice. Managing your time, communicating effectively, and working as part of a team are key skills that employers value. At alabamaworks.com, you can find out how to build on your experience to up your game and get the job you really want because it's out there. Start your new success story at alabamaworks.com. Sponsored by Alabama Works, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years. Except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled. Five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. Welcome back to The V, the voice 
of Alabama politics. Susan, I don't even know how to begin this. Former Senator Phil Williams, who is the uh, chief policy advisor for the Alabama Policy Institute that claims that they are nonpartisan, blah, 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 came out last week and said that teachers and, and support staff, education support staff, should not be granted a 2% raise. They didn't deserve it because he said most of them have taken the year off. Yeah. What just, planet is that moron on? I have wondered that for years, as have many people from Etowah and St. Clair County, frankly. But the idea that teachers and support staff have laid around at the house for the last year is ridiculous. They've been some of the hardest hit by this. Not only have teachers contracted COVID, they've taken COVID home and their parents have died. Uh, they've been you know, working 40, 60 hour weeks trying to do both in class and virtual learning for these kids. Really, really, Phil? Really? Mm. When, I tell you what, the only reason you've got your job is because somebody felt sorry for you. Wow. Josh, what well, do you think? Well, I think Phil said at the house and uh, has been mighty comfortable while a whole lot of teachers have put their lives at risk and have uh, have gone, you know, above and beyond. I, I, you know, if you don't if you don't think a teacher has gone above and beyond over the last year, you don't know one. Um, you know, uh, yeah, th there exactly. are I mean, the, the amount of things, these teachers essentially taught themselves how to do virtual classes in a lot of instances, uh, have worked, I mean, tireless hours at home from their, you know, from uh, online working with their kids that need extra help. I mean, I, you know, you talk to teachers and they're up at eight, nine, nine o'clock at night talking to kids on, you know, through Zoom or whatever platform they're on, uh, trying to help them with whatever's going on in class, making sure that they retain knowledge, going to their house and taking materials to them to make sure that, you know, some of the kids mm -hmm. don't fall behind, you know, make good, doing welfare checks, taking them food, you know what? And then Phil sits over there and says this, shut up. You know, you don't know anything. And, and all, you're doing is trying to vilify a class of people that have helped more people than that policy institute has ever helped before in its existence yeah. all right and let's not forget, it's nonsense it, let's not forget in the very beginning when we had to send children home those same support personnel which we didn't at that time know enough about covid they were in there making lunches and breakfasts to send yeah. home to these children through drive-thrus and endangering their own lives and their families lives to get yeah. these children fed Ten and they don't deserve died. a 2% raise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ten, ten, ten teachers and educators died in Montgomery uh, County school system in the span mm -hmm. of two months. Ten. And so to act as though because some teachers said, hey, listen, we're not very comfortable with what we're doing here. Let us go back virtual until we get our vaccines here. To act as though those people were somehow out of line. And, and, and weren't justified in their fears and yep. what they how they were feeling here and it, and it weighed on you shut up I mean really just uh, shut, and if you're a teacher I mean you look y'all have got to vote together here y'all have got to get back together with mm -hmm. if you want to join the AEA or, or whatever you want to do you've got to get back together and start voting these morons out and start protecting yep. yourselves well exactly. we're gonna to have to move on but according to their 990 filings their IRS filings in 2019. Their key staff made about uh, over three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> Ninety well, teachers making hundred grand or three hundred yeah. grand. Yeah, really. Set, okay, sitting at home, sitting at home. <clears throat> yeah, uh, just lounging around. That's because that's yeah. what they do.
eating bonbons. Interesting Off thing. Off five every day. Yeah. You know, our legislature has passed more bills, or at least has passed out of one or both houses, to put people in jail. You know, you, you got over here a group of people trying to reform just criminal justice by letting people in diversion programs, and you got a group over here, they're passing bills, put more people in mm -hmm. prison. But this one, Josh, is just outrageous, this so-called anti-riot bill. I have never seen a piece of legislation that is more anti-American, anti-First Amendment. <clears throat> it is not a conservative bill. It is not a law and order bill. It's a response to Black Lives Matter protests. They mm -hmm. act like they're King George and the <laughs> Patriots are out here and they've got to quash them. And that's all yeah, this bill is designed to do. Yeah, that, that, you're right. I don't know how you could uh, sleep at night knowing that you stood up in, in the legislature and your colleagues there uh, in support of this bill and your colleagues there your black colleagues that, that are there with you stood up uh, there also and said to you listen we marched as children or as young adults in these marches in birmingham and we saw what tactics were used then to arrest people cost them their jobs discourage them from getting out and speaking out against the injustices that are that are present in our society and this bill is very reminiscent of this and let me explain to you how it's very reminiscent of this and then to do so eloquently with many of them did uh, mary moore and a lot of these folks that did this on the floor talked about these things to then continue to vote for that i don't know how you sleep at night i, I really don't that, that, with the history of this state susan i mean this is the bull connor bill mm -hmm. it should be called the bull connor bill because peaceful protests sometimes can be aggravated into a riot but mm -hmm. you can go through and sweep up everybody, arrest them, and putting them in jail 24, 48 hours right. without a hearing right? just because they were there. Exactly. So it, what it does is it discourages people from actually going out and protesting. It discourages them from doing sit-ins because there's no classification in this about what actually constitutes a riot. So if you show up at a, a protest, a peaceful protest, Who's going to determine if that's a riot or not? Blocking traffic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, it makes no sense. No, we got it, about it does. And, it, and you know what it's for, and you know who it's against. And, and the, the funny thing is, is that using this same law, you could have arrested every single person present at the January 6th rally slash protest slash yeah. insurrection exactly. at the Capitol. And so if you thought that was legit and you thought that was okay, let me tell you, if you went to it, you'd have been arrested under this bill. Would they have arrested Mo Brooks? Yes, they would have. They would have. He would have served 48 uh, hours in jail. So, I mean, really, maybe we should rethink whether or not this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, uh, of course. Of course it's not okay. It's not, listen, it's not, it's not okay, it's, it's not okay. To, to arrest the people that, were, that, that are protesting peacefully. It's your right as an American <clears throat> to protest peacefully. Yeah, yeah. And, look, the thing is, we got about seven seconds here, but the thing is, is that we have to get our legislature to stop passing silly bills mm -hmm. to incite the, the base against a group of people that do nothing but want equal rights. But yeah. we're gonna have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them. <laughs>